Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey folks, how's it going? Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer here. Welcome to Cut the Crap. Shout out to all my fellow crap cutters. Yes, that's what you are if you join me here regularly. You are now teetering on becoming a professional crap cutter. Now, what is crap, culture, race, and American politics? That's the symbol I use in this program, culture, race, and American politics, to get the point across. Symbols have been used forever as shortcuts to help people understand what's going on, but at the same time, they can be used as an agenda. That's what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be probably two-thirds historical perspective for you, and then it's going to be, okay, how does all this fit together? By the way, shout out to all my listeners on Real Talk FM 93.3. Thank you for listening to me. And all of you gathered here, you can watch me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitch, Twitter, Telegram, Gitter, Rumble, CloudHub, etc., and I really do appreciate you being here. I record every day, 7 a.m., 7 p.m., seven days a week. Oh, there's another symbol, 777. I'm telling you in Central Standard Time, if you can remember that symbol, it's very easy, 777, then you can remember when I broadcast. Are you getting my point about symbolism? Now, In our time, we have just lived through the creation of a symbol mythology. You have watched this happen. You have have seen, you've been able to peek into the future to see a symbol created, a mythology created, and as that symbol goes forward... It's going to become more saintly and mythic at the same exact time. What is that symbol? George Floyd. Yes, that George Floyd. There's already bronze statues to him, etc. He was a drug-addicted criminal, lifelong criminal. But the left, in a political agenda, hijacked it poured thought and money into this fellow and turned him into a symbol that already has statues erected for him. Now, that one symbol, as we go through forward in history, is going to get more and more and more mythology and rhetoric assigned to him as we go forward. And that's what me made me decide, I want to talk about how this occurs. I want to talk about, you know, just simple things like, why is everybody freak out over uh, a Nazi swastika when it's 3,000 plus years older than what Hitler used it for? Or same for the Iron Cross or many of these things. The key is, it is symbols and people that are hijacked, right? Hijacked. And the prevailing party at the time ascribes to those symbols what the meaning is. And most of the time it has absolutely nothing to do with what's truthful and accurate in history. That's why they say the winners of the war are the ones that record how the war went. And that is incredibly true. I'm going to point it out to you, but if you just keep it in the context, right? Just keep it into the context already about how George Floyd, 
literally. There's now bronze statues of him all over the place. Now, I do not agree at all, at all, with tearing down statues of any kind. Because when you ignore history, you repeat history. And it usually is the people that say, we're not repeating history, like this current Marxist stuff, that call the other side the things that are wrong, like Nazis, because they just don't understand history. We're going through it right now, folks. I had a leftist act, uh, activist one time write about me, crap, because I, as one, a first-generation American, who happens to be German, who happens to be Jewish German, I said I would no more tear down a statue of Hitler if there was one at all. Why? Because if you tear down that statue, you don't have the teaching moment to teach. This is what this guy did, and here's how it worked, and here's what happened. When you stop, that's another way to stop the dialogue, by the way. So we're going to talk about that. And what made me want to talk about it is, you know, I just saw that the Country Music Association, you know, Country Music Association, all your country and western stars, they have banned any use of the Confederate flag imagery of any kind from the Country Music Association's festival in Nashville. Could be on your boots, could be on your jacket, could be on your hat. They have banned it, period. They are outlining that that will and will not be tolerated. You don't dare show up with a Confederate flag to a country music association. Now, that I call that really screwed up, especially in its uh, Nashville, a Confederate state. See, the flag has been weaponized even further. So I'm going to take you through the history of the Confederate flag. I'm going to share what is uh, really true about many things, and that's an important place to start. It really is an important place to start. So I think it's very important, you know, right off the bat, let's just address the slaves, let's address the elephants in the room, okay? Um, you know, it, the first shipment of slaves, we know, arrived in the Americas like 1619, okay? And horribly, it was 100 children that were mixed in with that. Uh, there were uh, another group of 30,000 more, you know, mostly men. They were sold into slavery. And then there were about another 300,000 that were uh, shipped out, right? Shipped out all, of, uh, all around the world, you know, places that were taking them in trade. And so if you were to look at the population of the people that became slaves at the time, their population was about 1.5 million is estimated. And between murders, killing them, and slaving them, that population went down to 600,000. Now, it is absolutely horrible when any population is decimated that way. Any population is decimated that way. Um, because, you know what? Uh, no population should have to uh, be destroyed for something like hate or slavery. I'm just going to say it right up front. But even with all that, absolutely knowing the first 100 were children befuddles me. And then 30,000 behind them. And so I think it's time we, we do address the elephant in the room, the rhino in the room, and we just call it like it is. And of course, I just want you to know, I just told you the slave history of the Irish people coming from Ireland. Yes, those were all white Irish people. We're going to be jumping into more. Be right back. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back.
Get the hard-hitting truth. The left doesn't want you to hear the real truth Jovan Hutton Pulitzer has to tell you. You want common sense and facts, and that is what Jovan Hutton Pulitzer can provide. He is your warrior helping you fight the left. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. The morning after the 3 November 2020 presidential election, Americans woke up to the stark reality that our great nation was under a new type of attack. This attack didn't come with mortars or bullets, but was an assault on our sacred election process. Since then, Americans everywhere have had to ask themselves if they really believe that our election was true and fair. We are in a time of large-scale government corruption, and many have lost faith in our institutions. That's why we formed the America Project for you and for the nation. The America Project was formed by a group of fellow patriots who are building the most pro-freedom and pro-American network ever known. The America Project will connect you with organizations, churches, small businesses, and individuals to help you win for America. The America Project is about actions and results. Join our team today. God bless you and God bless America. You know, it's kind of hard of us to think about a grand cabal, right? It's like something out of a James Bond movie, right? Some evil guy waiting for his billion dollars, right? Well, suspend belief for a moment. And do you believe that sometimes people cheat? Think about it. If you played cards or any games with your brothers and sisters, people cheat. It's just the way it is. So now let's peel that onion back and let's look at the voting system. For the first time in history, we have the most people ever that came out to vote. Or the most people, dead people, that voted. Whatever it is. But the most people ever came out to vote. Then you have the most ever spent in any election year. $14 billion was spent in 2020. And then you have the first time in history by many, many multiples, tons of ballots mailed out, dumped in the marketplace. Is it a lot easier for maybe hundreds or tens or even thousands of people to do a bunch of little things end up changing the big result? So sometimes don't think about it as this big grand cabal doing things. There's enough small people that do some of these bad things we're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut the crap. Here's Jovan. I love, 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 love using history to teach you about the crap we have all endured. I also like, you know, I like watching the chat as we do the program. You can watch me on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitch and Rumble and just all these other places because I like the chat because the chat, you know, there's there's patriots here. We're not fans and followers here. We're friends. We're all fighting this battle to save our great nation. But I can always tell when uh, the liberals hop on board because the conversation of me talking about slaves, right, <laughs> immediately went to reparations. Reparations, yes, yes, reparations. And they ignored the fact that 100,000 children in the 1650s, between 10 and 14, that were white, were sold in the West Indies, Virginia, New England. 30,000 men and women were sold. 2,000 women were sent to Jamaica, right? And it's because it's not, you are not allowed to be taught this. You are not allowed to be taught this. By the way, when you talk about the Irish orphans that were created from this warring and slavery and the Great Famine affected my family, right? You uh, forget that all of these uh, people were affected for a very long time. In fact, Irish children who were very good farmers were exported out to teach other areas how to get into the agrarian society 
Some 400 to 600,000 were relocated between 1854 and 1929. White Irish children. Now, I am not negating black slavery. We're going to get into it. Trust me, we're going to get into it. But I don't think you really want to get down to reparations when you realize that everybody at one time or another has been enslaved. Take it from a Jew, I know what I'm talking about. It happens. But in the United States of America, it's been weaponized where you actually think, yes, I'm going to say it, that that's what the Civil War was over. I'm going to call horse hockey. And we're going to talk about it. Right? We're going to talk about it. And so those of you that are online, don't get your little liberal winkies and the whatever, right? Here it is. 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 We're just going to deal with what history tells us. True history. And by the way, it's getting harder and harder to find because they're scrubbing it left and right on Wikipedia and all kinds of other places. So first, we're going to talk about the Confederate flag. Because it's very important to talk about the Confederate flag. Most people think when you put up that Confederate flag, you are a racist pig. You are a Nazi. You are a whatever. Look how many states are getting rid of their Confederate flags. However, even those states, which is a shame because now we don't teach our lawmakers history, they're tearing down the Army of Northern Virginia flag or the Navy Jack flag because of what they call the Confederate flag, or they're not even honoring the flag of the Choctaw Brigade. It's because people don't know their history. And by the way, that uh, bars and stars that you associate with the Confederate flag, do you know when that became the layover for the Confederate flag? Because see, that's not what the Confederate flag looked like at all. Not at all. The first flag, the first flags, were, uh, yes, bars and stars looked a lot like our flag today, right? Or our colonial flags. First one had seven stars. Second one had nine stars. The, the third one had 11 stars. The last one had 13 stars. And it was symbolizing all of the states that were uh, coming into this battle. It was technically half of the United States. It's what you now know as the uh, Mason-Dixon line, right? But why did one flag, which is the Southern Cross Army of Tennessee, that's why I used that article, folks, about the Country Music Association in Tennessee saying, don't wear this. It's because people do not know their history. Because you have to understand that was not the Confederate flag. That was one of many Confederate flags. And so if you don't know your history, but you're adamant about reparation, slavery, horrible, look at that Confederate flag, he must be a racist. You're just ignorant. You're ignorant. Ignorant means you just don't have the knowledge base. It doesn't mean you're a doofus like my ignorant cousins. No, see, that's the difference. You're ignorant, they're ignorant. Completely different Southern topic we don't have to talk about. But, look, you have to understand, all of these regiments had their own flags. But when did they want the uh, official, 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 official flag to be decided, right? When did they want it to really be decided? Um, well... <laughs> The flag that you see today, the flag that everybody gets all upset about, the flag that everybody wants to say, that's racist, you're racist, pigs, you're whatever, that decision for that flag to be the sole one so they didn't have to show them all to do a short can, uh, shorthand shortcut <sighs> came about in 1941. Yes, it existed during the Civil War. It was one of many. But after the war was done and everybody's trying to find out, let's just simplify this or we're going to have to have all these freaking flags. And I'm telling you, they're all over the place. And so the United Confederate 
veterans made the decision, okay, we can all agree on this one. And that's kind of what has now become the symbol of the Confederacy. Uh, something after the event of the war. Do you understand what I'm saying? Something some 80 years later was when it kind of really came into, okay, that's it, that's the thing. So when you look at that flag, right? When you look at that flag, you are being misled. You are being misled about what it means. You are being misled about what it stood for. And you are allowing a symbol to be weaponized against you. You see that flag and you just get all pissed off. Well, we have to basically learn not to do that. We really do have to learn not to do that. Because that's how they stoke hate in this country. And we're the ones this psychological warfare is played with. So I want to help you defuse it. We're going to look at this. We're going to look at this symbol. And we're going to talk about what was this civil war really about? Was it really about slavery? Was that the only point? Was that what was going on? Or have we been sold horse hockey? Be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Here's a message to every rapist domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. You will not be banned. You will not be regulated. You will only hear what you need to hear. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. And then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance, all to make them march, make them protest, make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia, to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law-abiding, until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. And when that happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. No, you didn't vote. You thought you voted. All you did was mark a piece of paper with what you wanted to vote but your vote didn't count then. If you don't know this information, how can you change what's going on? 
Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. If you were asked by someone to explain how did the computers rig votes, how did the numbers change, most people would never be able to much less explain it or even understand it. Your eyes just glaze over. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. There were 242 operatives just in Georgia alone. And what they did is they loaded every one of these drop boxes. Here's where they got the ballot. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happening. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. Our politicians have a vested interest in absolutely making sure that the public doesn't know the truth. And the reason they do that is because it's profitable. That's it. It's just profitable. That's the way it is. That's the way it happens. That's what they do. And so we have to understand this uh, profitability index in the real context. So the first part of it is you need to understand there are a tremendous amount of Confederate flags. That's the first thing. There is really no one Confederate flag that came later. And when you look at the uh, battle flags, there were even sub ones from there. And they're all over the place, totally different. Even like a blue flag with a single star or the Choctaw flag with a shield, tomahawk, and arrows. And so what's happened is over time, one flag was used as a shortcut to represent the states that uh, at the time represented what we now know as the South. Now, what happened is during the civil rights movement, okay, during the civil rights movement, what happened is people were bringing out that flag as a symbol of the South and the Southern heritage, right? And that was just kind of a no-no, period. Because what happened is, is civil rights movements started using the Civil War issue to try to sell to you that the Civil War was only about slavery and servitude and getting rid of it. And so they didn't talk about all the Irish slaves in America. They didn't talk about, you know, people fleeing their countries. Uh, Two million Irish left their country because of persecution, but they got to the United States and they were basically turned into prostitute slaves and indentured servants. And of course, everybody says, well, that's indentured servants. That's not the same. Well, you, you really just don't know your history. And so what's key here is to put it into context, because the only context I want you to understand is our system, our lawmakers, our academics, our media have always weaponized anything they could to move people along an agenda that the government sponsored. It's just that simple. I know it sucks, but it is just that simple. You see, you have to understand what was really going on. It's more important to understand this thing called the Mason-Dixon line, right? Mason-Dixon line is what divided what was known as the Confederate States and the Union States, and there was a battle going on. I'll give you an example. Let's talk about a battle right now. We all know that our elections 
were stolen in 2020. We know it. The world's waking up to it. And we all know that there were actors colluding across state lines, multiple states, a criminal organization literally co-opted our system. And once they were able to raid and co-op our system, then that mail-order maladministration government, we'll just call that the federal system versus the states, the federal system came in and they tried to immediately pass a bill that would legalize all of the loopholes that allowed our election to be stolen, right? No IDs, that's racist, that's this, that's this. And so at its heart, actors, bad actors, took over our system because they wanted to do one thing. They wanted to push elections up to the federalized level. Everybody understands that now. It's a act to get it to the federalized level. And so right now, what we're dealing with in our states, let's just take Arizona, is we're fighting hard in our states to protect our state constitution from federal actors that aren't doing their job. Do you understand that? Federal actors not doing their job, federal actors intervening, you know, Department of Justice stuff, and not allowing the states to run themselves. Now that you understand it, let's go back to the Civil War. See, there was a problem during the Civil War. See, the southern states below the Mason-Dixon line, every state managed and ran its own business. It was the state's business. North of the Mason-Dixon line, everything was a, what? A federalized system. The government can do it better than you. Now, at the heart of this battle of all these states having independent rules and governing themselves by the way they wanted to govern themselves, and this federalized system, there was kind of a divide. See, the divide was the most valuable export in the world and the most valuable export in the United States. See, that export of the most valuable thing in the world that impacted the world market and that most valuable thing in the United States was cotton. Oh, and food supplies. Cotton and food supplies. And shipping ports and rivers. We didn't have highways, folks. We had rivers, Missouri, Mississippi, etc. And all of a sudden, we're sending all this stuff back and forth, feeding the world, clothing the world from the southern states. See, the wealth, the mega wealth, let's just call them the tech pioneers of the Civil War, right? Because <laughs> they, the, they were the Elon Musk of the Civil War. The South was the... Money-making, huge operation. Now, what was the North at the time? Well, see, the North was the industrialized parts. They would take those goods, and they would manufacture them into things. They'd sew them, they'd stitch them, they'd cut them. Uh, uh, I forgot to mention, did I tell you it was with Irish slaves? Anyway, let's don't focus on that fact at the moment. Let's don't focus on when they're doing this cotton into textiles and stuff. It was Irish slaves. Those are white slaves, and we're not supposed to talk about them. So I'm not going to talk about them. But basically what happened, at the time of the Civil War, as we're coming into the Civil War, that cotton was worth more than every other export in the world combined. Did you hear what I said? That export of cotton, if you took everything the United States of America exported around the world making money, cotton, you could take everything else they exported, everything else they exported. Cotton was more than it all combined. Now, people had to try to figure out how to get into this business of cotton. So there was a battle. And the two ways people tried to get into the business is they either became brokers for it. Hey, I can sell better than you. I'll sell it. So all kinds of broker networks, 
established, and then all kinds of uh, manufacturing. Well, look, I can turn it. You can make more money if you, you know, uh, streamline it, inline it. Don't just send the cotton. Let's make the textiles, and we'll send the textiles over. Did you know the United States of America, not too long ago, we were the leading exporters and growers, by the way, of silk. Silk has almost disappeared. It's not from the worm anymore. It's synthetic. Vast, vast, vast wealth. And so the two wealths came together, one growing and one manufacturing. And all of a sudden, our country's thriving. But we had this split. And that split was a federal issue of the federal guys, yes, Republicans, saying, hmm, holy crap, we need to get more of this. And so, yes, they were building railroads and they were doing transportation to supplant the rivers. More railroads you get to more places. The railroads opened up the United States of America. But they're going, man, we've got to consolidate this. How can we do it? Facebook. Whoa, all these people are looking at pictures over here at Instagram. We got to go buy that. Do you follow? Consolidation, 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 consolidation. So there was this real big concern about my goodness, if we control the shipping, if we control the manufacturing, and if we can control these crops, boy, we're in for the big time. And those big time money makers that were thinking of it from a banking deal, thinking of it from a manufacturing deal, happened to be located in these urban cities, Chicago's, New York, etc. And so a move was afoot, trying to buy back and forth, trying to control, and a deal could not be arrived at. It'd be kind of like if uh, all the Southerners had social media, and the Northerners were the government, and the Northerners didn't want the Southerners to get the real information, well, the, no the Northerners have to get into the social media business, and they're either going to do it with laws or taxes, or we're just going to take them over. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you have to have a symbol. See, nobody's going to admit, even on the Republican side, and I love Abraham Lincoln, God bless Abraham Lincoln, and God bless the Republicans, and it's also why... They don't tell you that the first Republicans that got all of this jump-started after the Civil War were all black, and they got assassinated for it. They don't tell you that, but look, that's an inconvenient truth we're not going to talk about at the moment. But it was 100%, 100% over economics and money. Who is really going to be able to control this? And if they could get control of it, Holy smokes, when that money comes in, if we could just decimate that money, if we could just decimate these huge plantations, not every one of them had slaves. And it was not slavery like Roots tells you. There's always bad people. But just like the news is only going to focus on the bad people, it actually wasn't the truth. This was 100% a massive power grab. But see, we're on the backside of history. It is inconvenient to know the truth about history. And at that time, they needed a symbol to justify everything. You don't sit there and say, we're pissed off all these Southerners are freaking uber rich and we're just rich. Got to think about that for a moment. It was a war between an agricultural society and an industrial manufacturing society. See, the manufacturing society could make great products, but if you piss off the supplier, they just went to another manufacturer. If you didn't do your job right, even though you built this factory, they could say, screw you, Rockefeller, I'm going over to this other factory. Well, what's the one way to control that? Make sure you can control the cotton too. And just like any market in the world, Take it from George Soros. If you want to control it, you must destroy it first. If you want to consolidate it and they don't want to do it, you must destroy it first. My final comments coming up right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag 
Jovan Hutton, Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Here's a message to every rapist, domestic abuser, violent criminal thug, and every other monster who preys upon women. Maybe you've heard the stories about millions of us flocking to gun stores and gun ranges for the first time, the second time, and the hundredth time. Here's what that means for despicable cowards like you. Your life expectancy just got shorter. Because there's a very good chance your next target will be armed, trained, and ready to exercise her right to choose her life over yours. This is what real empowerment looks like. Millions of American moms, grandmothers, and professional women taking our lives and our families' lives into our own capable hands. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. You will not be banned. You will not be regulated. You will only hear what you need to hear. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision, since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is $4.16 even worth being able to prove to your family, friends, and co-workers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist? Is $4.16 worth spending on your education to fight this fight, but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth, so help us God, and not get banned? If you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country, our future, and my information is worth $4.16. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. Even myself, folks, I've had to realize that I've been naive in this. Many of you may know that I have written over 300 history books. Most people don't know that about me. You only know me from my political stuff, not my history book stuff. But I'm a history whore. It's true. I'm a coffee whore. I'm a history whore. I guess now I'm a political whore, right? Because I talk about this stuff and I have a passion. Well, I'm not even going to say I'm a political whore. I'm a nation whore. I'm a nationalist. But one of the saddest time things that happened to me in my life is I, w- I worked on a project. See, back in uh, Roosevelt's administration, both, um, they had uh, an issue uh, that was going on, which we call the Slave Chronicles, right? Because you don't know much, but what, what happened after 1865 between uh, 1941? It's actually called neo-slavery. Anyway, I, yeah, I'm a whore with a forehead. Thank you, Tim. I'm a whore with a, a whore with a five head, six head, seven, eight, whorehead, and I got a little dot in the center of my forehead. Maybe I'm a Hindu whore today. Uh, anyway, and so I would use satellite imagery around the United States, and I'd be scouring forest and fields, and I would look for where the trees formed the perfect square tight knit. And because I realized that looking at those 
the way the trees were clumped, I could find these old log cabins. And we're talking logs that are like 16, uh, 16 inches by 16 inches, you know, 40, 50 feet long, hand-hewn logs. And I'd go across the United States rescuing those logs. I have containers of them. All of them hand-cut many times by what people would say was slaves. And so I started collecting the history of when these were done. And so in the archives of the Slave Chronicles, I found slaves, or what we would call slaves, writing about cutting down those very trees. Uh, by the way, some of these trees were uh, small trees when Galileo discovered the telescope. So I literally just saved them. Very important to me. Very important in my life. When I started reading the Slave Chronicles, I started finding out something I never heard about. And the slaves, quote-unquote, plantation workers, were bitching and moaning. And they were saying, oh my God, what did we do? We now, yeah, we have our land. We have 40 acres and a mule. But we, we can't do anything. We were taken care of. We had churches. We had food. We had converse, uh, commerce. Our families thrived. See, you think slavery was beating them, making them work for free. It's not true. There are some that did that, just like there's some that do everything. But the slaves were all up in arms across all the southern states. Holy crap, what the hell happened to us? Because, see, everything got disbanded by federal law imposed. And they got land. And they got a mule. And then they were left on their own. Very few of them liked it. I tried to share this with a very prominent seminary school because I was able to find one of these black churches, able to find the pews. I rescued them all from this church, had them all redone, re-tobacco stained, everything else to donate them. They were all for it until they realized with the chronicles I gave them that the slaves were saying the worst thing to happen for us was to be set free. And the church flipped and would no longer take the donation. Because what it was showing, and you can read it for yourself, they lost security, they lost stability. And all of a sudden, with it gone, they became worse. And you know why they became worse? Because they had nothing. And all of a sudden, the second leg of, of, of slavery kicked in. You know what that second leg of slavery was? They were actually economically less worse off and paid less net than they were as slaves. And a whole population went down. Now, here's my great demise. I hate over this because I lost. I found the document from the Civil War from the Democrats saying, we've lost, but all these people are going to be on their own. We need to corral them up and we need to convince them we'll represent them and we'll re represent their best interests and we can get control of them again. I found that document. I was all excited. I let a Civil War museum look at it, thinking about displaying it to honor the museum. They got rid of it. Such a devastating loss. Can you imagine today I have the document from the Democrats saying, this is how we'll get back control of them. And I let it get out of my control. I was too trusting because the modern people did not want that freaking narrative this incredible seminary school did not want this narrative the scholar that was helping me was a good friend of mine that it was black he knew it was true the university would not let him do it and i had i literally had the democrat a plan. Here is the plan. Here's how we're going to get back control of them. And what happened, basically, from 1865 on, you had neo-slavery. Most of those black Americans from 1865 to 1941 were forced to work for almost no pay. And they didn't get anything in exchange. They went from getting housed and fed and trained... Look, I found their old hymnals. I found their school books. They were teaching their children. They were educated. They could read and write. 
and all of that was destroyed. And yes, I could kick my ass because I didn't take a picture of it. I, lo <clears throat> I lost big. I lost a, an incredible piece of history. And so if you don't think the left is for slavery, what are they doing at our southern border? It is all about slavery. And now we're in this fight right now. You know what the fight is? Now they've federalized everything. Now they've got a complete top-to-bottom mail-order maladministration, and the last thing to fall is to get all of us in the one system. And that's all this is about. It's about breaking our will and getting us into one federal system. Forget the states, one federal system. And we are the stock. We are the cattle and chattel. And that is what this is all about. And all throughout time, they have destroyed our history as they destroy our rights and freedoms. And that's why right now you got to activate. You got to realize what's true. And you got to tell every one of these SOBs to cut the crap. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program. It's a movement, the right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Hey there. Think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is $4.16 even worth being able to prove to your family, friends, and co-workers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist? Is $4.16 worth spending on your education to fight this fight but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth, so help us God, and not get banned. If you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country, our future, and my information is worth $4.16. Now, of course, you could use that money to buy one well, say, iced coffee from your local Starbucks, or you can even feed yourself a box of frozen pretzels. Or that same $4.16 could be used to buy a small frozen Sara Lee pound cake. Now, of course, you could use that same $4.16 to feed your brain and to pound some sense into the leftists who are leaving our country in a mess. I hope you join me. Limited time offer, but you better hurry because it won't last long.